I pulled some flowers out of my yard and Karen went berserk. She claims that they are her flowers and got so spiteful that she ended up trying to burn my house down. Subscribe to Am I the Jerk on YouTube and hit the bell to turn on notifications. Because the groundhog had no shadow, spring came early so I had decided to weed the garden strip that borders mine and Karen's property. There's a fence between the garden and her house. While doing so, I got rid of some of my daylilies that are on my property. I finish, return to my house, and continue my day until I hear a shriek from the side of my house. I rush over because I'm scared someone got hurt, and Karen, who just got home from work, asks me why I got rid of her lilies. I said that they were my lilies and that I was making space for tomatoes, cucumbers, and carrots. She then calls the police because I had destroyed her property. The police come and basically tell her to go inside and shut up because it's pretty clear whose flowers they were. Skipping forward into the future, there was an update. Karen gets sloshed and lights my neighbor's house on fire because I gardened my own garden. This is an update to a previous post of mine, but I feel like this is big enough to warrant its own post. In my previous post, I explained that a woman flipped out over the fact that I had taken daily lilies out of my garden in preparation for some vegetables and such that I was going to plant. In the comments, some had suggested that I put a camera facing the garden in case Karen decides that the tomatoes look like they're on her side of the property line. My aunt, who's not entitled, was switching from Arlo to Ring Home Security, so she sent me those. They arrived the morning of the fire, so no video. That aside, I did not expect Karen to do this. Yesterday, Karen got mega sloshed. She downed multiple cases. I I don't know what she was drinking, but obviously she had a lot. And this put her anger over the edge about the loss of my lilies. She went with wood and fire starter to my neighbor's house, the one on the opposite side of her house than mine, and lit their bins on fire. The trash bins were engulfed in flames. This spread to their porch and their entire home was a light. I'm a light sleeper and living in a cul-de-sac was woken up by the orange haze floating through my window. I called 911, the whole shebang, witness report, and everything. As I went out with the 911 operator on the phone, she gives a confession. After a while, as the fire department shows up, she realizes her mistakes. Number one, she lit a house on fire. And number two, she lit the wrong house on fire. She's being charged with arson and the like, and everyone got out. There's a mother, father, and two kids who are high schoolers that live there. It all feels surreal. That is some serious extreme retaliation. And yes, she was trying to light the OP's house on fire. The OP clarifies this in a comment where somebody asked, did she mean to set your house on fire and was so sloshed that she didn't realize she had the wrong house? Otherwise, why would she set her neighbor's house on fire? The logic is strange with this one. And the OP responded by saying, yes, she meant to set mine on fire. Her eyes were giant when she realized her mistake. Took a good five minutes after she told me the story of how she lit my house on fire. There was a little bit more information when somebody said, wow, she's nuts. Hopefully she is also facing attempted murder charges. She waited until you would have been asleep before setting the fire. Hopefully you can get a restraining order against her. And the OP added, yeah, as I said, arson and the like. I don't really speak lawyer, but she's going to get on some anti-psych and is going into a mental ward last I heard. Someone said, hopefully the courts make her pay for all of it and she doesn't use being mentally ill as an excuse. The OP said, yeah, that's probably what she'll plead. Although it'll probably be refused because she was sloshed and 
and that was the cause. So the big question is, did she go to the trash bins knowing that a fire created from them would jump to the house because of how close they were? Or did she think she was just going to send them a message by having their trash cans on fire and that was the end of it? It seems like she went in there with the intention of actually burning the house because she brought a fire starter and wood in order to keep a sustained fire going rather than just burning whatever was in the trash can. With something this serious, I'm sure she's going to have a ton of legal complications for a long time. You guys can discuss down below what you think will ultimately end up happening to her. But the big question is, what would you do if you were in this situation and jerk or not a jerk and why? Am I the jerk by letting a homeless man sleep in my spare room without asking my wife? So I was driving home from a gig tonight around 11 p.m. and I saw what I thought was a dead body on the side of the highway. I pulled over and walked back down the road in the dark to discover a homeless man lying on the shoulder. He was okay, just sore from a bung knee, cold and wet. I offered to give him a lift and he accepted. Chatting on the 40 mile drive back to my town, I learned that he has prostate cancer. He informed me that his older brother had lost a recent battle with the same disease and that his wife had recently died of COVID. He was hitching to a town another two hours away to see his estranged 17 year old son. We discussed his homeless life and a tattoo career as well as hearing how other people had helped him out with a bed or a train ticket. When we arrived in the small town I lived in, we drove around for a while trying to find a shelter where he could sleep. As the reality set in, I knew there was nowhere I could take him. It's cold, wet, and he doesn't own a sleeping bag. Finally, I say, forget it. You can stay at my house tonight. The only thing is, I didn't ask my wife first. She got up when she heard me talking in the basement. The spare room is down there, and I explained the story, but she is not happy. I know in my heart I'm doing a good thing, but I also know it's incredibly reckless, and I'm really worried my wife won't forgive me. So now, I'm sitting upstairs trying to stay awake all night so the homeless guy in my basement doesn't sneak upstairs to murder my family. So, how did this all turn out? If we jump into the future, there was an update. My wife got up and apologized to me for some reason and started putting together a care package for him. Of course, I told her that I'm the one that needs to apologize to her and that I'm a giant idiot. As many of you have also stated, she can understand that my intentions were good but reckless. I figured she'd see this post, so I told her about it. I was hoping some of the funnier comments would help lighten the mood, but the comments targeting her really stung. The takeaway from this post isn't, I did a good thing and now my wife is punishing me for it. Far from it. The mess up is the damage that I've done to her trust and her feelings of personal safety and the emotional toll that it's taking on her. And let me just state, my wife is the best person in the world. She never gives me crap, even when it's deserved. She's super supportive of me and has tolerated a lot of my dumb stuff. To everyone calling her out for being heartless, bug off. I appreciate that you have my back, but that doesn't make her the villain of this story. Right now, she's upset, scared, and feeling all manners of emotions. I took a lot of your advice to heart, and I'm in the process of trying to mend everything, which so far has amounted to countless apologies and promises. So now for the update. The next morning. The spare room has two French doors that are pretty hard to pull open. As a result, Tim got up to use the bathroom, couldn't open the doors, assumed he was locked in, and had a little accident just as I was opening them. So there was some urine, but it wasn't malicious as some feared. I got him in the shower and his clothes in the laundry, gave him some spare clothes, made him some coffee and breakfast, an English muffin with honey for those that asked. I chatted about his family and V8 muscle cars for a while. Names and stories were consistent, though I will admit some of you made me question the validity of his previous claims, which is clearly in conflict with my carefree, trusting nature. I booked him a one-way Greyhound ticket before 
before driving him to the local DHS office to get a new food stamp card. His last one was stolen and the balanced wipe clean. I could have said stolen in quotation marks, but I'm giving Tim the benefit of the doubt because, you know, saint and all. I packed him up with non-perishable snacks, nuts, raisins, etc., band-aids, vitamins, jackets, a blanket, and a newish backpack. It sounds generous, but it was mostly stuff that I got for free. Promoed, not pilfered for my old job and didn't need. I picked up some peanut butter espresso smoothies and headed to the bus stop. He had time to kill, plenty if you count the previous 10 hours, so I left him with $40 that I would have just spent on herb anyway, so be quiet. On a covered bench nearby and returned home to track the progress of the bus, noticing that it was delayed and I must admit, to make sure he was still there, I drove back to the bus stop just as the bus was pulling in behind me. He was already waiting with his gear at the stop. As I pulled up, and said a final farewell. So to the people that praise what I did, thank you, but I'm not an entirely trusting person. I still stayed up all night anxious and doubting my decision. I still haven't slept or eaten anything solid. I still made sure to keep valuables on me or within view. I even double-checked that he got on the bus. Oh, but where is all this suspicion and caution when you made the decision to let him stay? I hear you ask. I had those fears and suspicions. I also had a human sitting in my car at midnight with nothing warm and nowhere to sleep. So I made a pained but poorly rushed decision that hopefully won't return to bite me in the butt. As far as I can tell, nothing was stolen. So was I the jerk for letting a homeless man stay in my house without my wife's permission? This story weirdly reminds me of a story from my own life like this that didn't have such a great ending. It was a story like this that went horribly wrong. And it all started from my own naivety, believing that I was just helping someone who was grateful that I was helping them, but it got violent and it got crazy. I wasn't really ever planning on telling that story, but if you guys would maybe one day want to hear the full version of that story of what happened, because it's kind of long, let me know by leaving a comment of a thumbs up and maybe one day I'll do it. But when it comes to this story, this guy has an incredible amount of personal responsibility. He was kind of put in a hard situation. I mean, what do you do? You leave the guy out in the cold with this injury and no food, or you forsake the trust of your wife by not bringing somebody that she doesn't know into the house in the middle of the night that you don't know. Neither situation is really ideal. And I'm sure some people are probably going to say, well, why don't you just wake her up to ask her? Well, how would that play out exactly? You would bring the homeless man to your house, wake your wife up in the middle of the night and tell her, hey, I got this homeless guy. Is it cool if he uh, stays with us? And then assuming that she says no, because she wants to sleep without worrying about that, then what are you going to do? The guy already knows where you live. Either way, it's a hard situation. People tend to want to help other people, but due to how severe the consequences are, if and the off chance it goes bad, there's a lot of hesitation. I know the guy is not looking to be praised for what a good job you did for helping this guy, but I mean, he really did. He not only had a place for him to stay, he basically packed them all up, got him food, gave him a little cash, bought him a ticket, got him a shower, wash his clothes. Stuff like that is what will help people restore their faith in humanity. But if this was you in this situation and you had a wife that let's say, for example, you absolutely knew she would not want the homeless guy to be in the house, how would you handle it? What would you do? And do you think he is a jerk or not a jerk and why? Am I the jerk for describing my wife as fat to our young children? My wife is 41 and I am 44 years old. We both work in education and believe in properly explaining things to our children, a four-year-old girl and a five-year-old boy. We have agreed to never use because I said so reasoning with them. My wife is unfortunately around three stone overweight. Her weight has crept up gradually since having the kids and I don't think she was even 
even aware of this until I recently raised the subject with her last year. She agreed that she needs to remedy this. Since then, we have worked together to shift the excess weight, and I'm proud to say she's lost around 10 pounds, but she still has a lot of work to do to reach her target weight. She is best at sticking to her diet if there is no temptation around, so for Easter, I got her flowers instead of an egg. She seemed happy with this. Then yesterday, my children were arguing over a missing Easter egg, each accusing the other of eating it. I knew instantly what had happened. I asked my wife to tell the children where the egg, which was quite big, had really gone, and she admitted that she had eaten it. My son, whose egg it was, was very upset and confused and asked his mom why she had eaten it. My wife replied that she would replace it, which would be impossible as it's now after Easter. I pointed out that she had not answered the question our son had asked. He was very upset and kept asking why she had stolen his egg. I felt it was unfair that she hadn't properly answered this as he was getting more distressed. My wife completely threw me under the bus here and said, Because I wanted chocolate, but daddy didn't get me an egg. They already know the importance importance of healthy eating, so I explained that mommy was not wanting to eat too much sugar. Several but why questions down the line, I finally said, because mommy is fat and needs to work on this by not eating sweeties. I use the word fat because my sister is fat and always says it is not a shameful thing, and she prefers to be described this way. She says to not use the word implies there is something wrong with being fat. I probably was a jerk to presume my wife would feel the same way about this term, and and I wonder if I should have said overweight instead. My wife hasn't spoken to me since and has seemed very upset. I feel terrible for upsetting her, but I think she was wrong to have taken our little boy's Easter egg without asking and wrong to have blamed me for her actions. I regret upsetting her and possibly using the wrong terminology, but I had run out of ways to explain things to the children why I hadn't bought my wife an egg. I wouldn't have had to explain why I hadn't bought an egg if she hadn't told them this fact, or indeed, if she hadn't eaten the egg to begin with. But I do feel that I might have been a jerk for upsetting my wife. For more context, my wife said she didn't want anything for Easter. I felt uncomfortable with this and so I got her flowers. I don't care about appearance. She has a family history of heart disease, including her older brother who died of cardiac arrest in his 40s. I worry every day about her health. She watched our five-year-old accuse his little sister who was crying of stealing an egg without admitting that she had taken it. Only when I asked outright did she own up. I feel that's really unfair to both kids, which is why I asked. Fast forwarding into the future, there was an update. Clearly I messed up, hugely. I said something extremely hurtful to my wife and set a really poor example to our children. I disrespected and humiliated the woman that I love. I am deeply ashamed and feel dreadful for my wife and the impact that I've had on her. I have apologized to my wife privately and also in front of the children. I also apologized to them for modeling such terrible behavior. We gave them a chance to share any feelings they had, which mainly focused on the loss of the chocolate. My daughter remarked I'd said something mean to mommy which was sobering and absolutely right. We couldn't find another egg. Instead, my son chose a tub of celebrations, which he has been happily sharing with his sister. Some wider issues were obviously shown by this incident. Firstly, my own issues with anxiety over my wife's health and how this manifests as me trying to exert too much influence over what she eats. I don't care about her weight for appearance sake. She will always be beautiful to me. What I care about is her high blood pressure and family history of heart disease. Her dad and her brother both died in their 40s. This has made me pathologically obsessed with losing my wife. I now see this fear has led me to be controlling and critical. I am deeply ashamed of this. I'm working with a therapist to deal with my control issues and my grief over the death of my identical twin. My wife felt it significant that the day that I called her fat was the anniversary of his death as my fear of loss was higher than
higher than usual. I know this in no way excuses my behavior, however. My wife has requested that I continue to cook for us, prepare packed lunches, and encourage family bike rides, but beyond this, I am not to be involved. She is smart, mature, and highly capable, and I deeply regret losing sight of this. For her part, my wife apologized to our children for taking the egg and not saying anything. Contrary to what many people thought, I regularly buy her chocolate as gifts at her request. She also buys her own too. She admits she requested no egg with the best of intentions but regretted it later. She herself raised the possibility of a binge eating disorder as she regularly will eat far beyond the point of enjoyment leading to nausea. She is keen to pursue help for this and she is planning to attend a specialist when she feels ready. My instinct is to encourage her to do this immediately as I am worried but I now realize this is controlling behavior on my part. I will always regret what happened that day and will never stop trying to make my wife aware of just how beautiful she is in every possible way, mind, body, and soul. I am now aware of how deep an effect my heartless comment may have had on her self-esteem and will never forgive myself for hurting the woman that I love. Was I the jerk? The way this guy is apologizing feels so extreme, like it's for something far beyond what they're actually talking about here. Like the guy killed her whole family or something. Yeah, he did say that, and yeah, it was mean, it did hurt her feelings, but it seems a little bit excessive, and I'm guessing this is probably because of the response to the first half of the post. People probably were tearing him apart and saying what a bad guy he was, but I think just simply saying, oh yeah, that was kind of messed up, I'm sorry about that, I didn't mean to hurt your feelings, would probably be sufficient for most people, unless there's some history here that is not being explained where he just routinely says stuff like this to her. Then again, everyone takes things differently and maybe this is just something that really impacted her in a way that was far beyond my understanding. The part of this that seems to be overlooked that nobody's really scrutinizing is the fact that the wife stole this from the kid and let the little girl take the blame for this to the point that this little girl was crying because the brother thought that the little girl took the egg. And then when she was confronted about it, she tried to tear down the dad in front of the kids by saying, oh, yeah, I did take it, but I only took it because of what your father did to me. And by the way, I wouldn't have told you unless this exact confrontation happened right in front of you guys. In the end, both of them initially handled the situation in a ham-handed way. But how do you see this? Who is in the right, who is in the wrong, and who was the jerk? When you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications. To finish listening to all the stories in this series, use the playlist at the top of the description. And next time you live stream, use the cream of the crop music. Search for cream of the stream on Spotify or whatever music platform you use for copyright free music to use for your stream. It's free cream of the stream. Either way, thanks a lot for listening. I'll see you guys next time.